friends, hello and welcome back, back, back to Viv and Miles's Infinite Watch List. And currently, we're watching my top one hundred horror movies. Um, Viv, and with me as always, I'm Miles. Hey, Queen. Hi. Hey. How you doing? How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm hungry for some cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> which is lucky yeah. it's lucky because we are talking about 1984's classic children of the corn that um based, based on the short story by mr stephen king by mr stephen king from 1977 someone who is going to be on this list a lot i feel um, so here's the thing with Stephen King is that um a, a lot of his stories have been made into films. A lot of them have been really bad. So there's there's some, like we've already done Misery, we're doing Children of the Corn, we're definitely going to be doing The Shining. I was gonna say, surely, yeah. And I believe we're also doing Pet Cemetery. But Oh, and Carrie. We're doing Carrie as well. I was going to say. So that is but <laughs> in the amount of Stephen King movies, you know, right. not all of them were hit home runs. Okay. Um, but yes, this is based on his short story. Um, and I... That is terrifying. This concept is terrifying. <laughs> I guess the concept is. I mean, and I think the story was uh, a lot darker which tends to happen, which is the problem. Um, yeah. Oh, and we're doing it as well, I believe. So. Yeah. So basically. Yeah. So basically, yes, he will be here more the than I was. The answer is yes. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Um, <laughs> that's a short answer. Yes, correct. We just were right right there. Um, You're like maybe. Yeah. Yes. No. Yeah, we definitely are. This film um, is like Bugsy Malone on acid. <laughs> it's like the children have taken over, and the shit has hit the fan. Yeah, it's it's um the part of it that scares me more so than because there's a lot of movies about evil children, um because yeah. kids are just creepy. Like it's easy to make children look creepy when when you put them in those situations. But I think oh. it's the religious aspect of it that creeps me out. The cultish. Which I got massive Wicker Man vibes from this. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's no question that this was inspired by that type of very tale kind of, and, and cult and an old, yeah, exactly. Um, very well, and even a little bit of the ritual as well. It's that kind of thing mm -hmm. where people are brainwashed into thinking that they have to do it. It doesn't matter what the cost is mm -hmm. or the sense of it, they are gonna do what they think they should do. And they're all being led and right. following and yeah. And all all in the in the you know, appeasing a, a god. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. so when the, the film begins, we hear a little boy. It starts three years before mm -hmm. what actually starts happens in the film. So, this little boy is talking about three years ago when uh, all of a sudden all the children in town decided to kill all the adults. Um, Except we don't find that out straight away. But from the flashback from three years ago, we see. Uh, on the chapel that we're in Nebraska here by the mm -hmm. way Gatlin and uh, 
at the Baptist church, the Grace Baptist church, is a sign saying that there's been a drought. There's been a corn drought. Mm-hmm. And you, we get a sort of impression of that whole situation from three years ago. And then it, it flashes. Oh, and the, oh, I see this. Oh, is, it's, it's the, yeah. The cafe, That's yeah. when it all happens, when he talks about it, when Isaac came and said, this is what we need to do to survive and it's kill all the adults and then we see yeah when that happens and the little boy who's talking job is sitting at the counter at a diner as malachi and all these him other being called job must be on purpose the biblical of course i mean all the names are very biblical names you know isaac yeah, and sarah and malachi, Rachel yeah. And malachi yeah yeah so so that's kind of sets up what's happened in this town and then we come back well, to the press in 1984 but let's just let's not skip by what happens in that cafe because it's pretty awful it's not it's not a breeze disgust it's made me feel sick it's brutal <laughs> Some... I mean, it's just a lot of throats being slashed that's not enough that's we must never make that blase I will never, I'm not, it doesn't matter if we do this list for a thousand, that's never going to be blase in my world. That throat slashing is just, eh. But basically they've, they've like put things in, they're poisoning some of the adults and then slashing throats. Isaac appears with this jaunty hat. Before I realized that he's a psychopath, like the hat, I was like, oh, okay, girl, that's quite cool. That's very stylish, that Isaac. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, who cares? Because that that guy, oof. You know what's really interesting about Isaac, the actor who plays Isaac, John um, Rankin, I think is his last name. When he made this film in 1984, so Isaac is supposed to be probably like 12 or 13, um, a young teenager probably maybe well yeah. i would say 13 ish the mm. actor was 24 years old oh my god really i did wonder huh? actually because of the amount he had to say and do and oh my goodness and it makes it uh because he does look like a child yeah but then he looks like an odd child like his face looks childlike but, but also older and yeah, which works perfectly small, for this. Right, and he's very small in, in size. So it just mm. there's something about him that feels just incorrect. Not right. Playing so a child, works, you know. And so he works. It's very scary. Yes. Ugh. So we know Isaac is the leader of, of the children of because gang. he kind of came in as a prophet and he says that he's the one who can talk to this god. And this is the this God's will is that we sacrifice all these adults and then we'll have corn and we'll be able to prosper. Because on the poster of the film, the tagline is an adult nightmare, an adult's nightmare, which is very relevant. Correct. So we have a, a brief moment of, of escape when we go to the present day. And it's all rather nice because we meet we meet Bert and Vicky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Played Vicky's... by a very young and very, very gorgeous Peter Horton, Bert. Mm-hmm. And then Vicky is Linda Hamilton, who then, this is before she became hugely famous with the Terminator films. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yes. So she was also very young in this. I think she's got a look of a young Kirsty Alley as well. That's who she reminded me of. A bit, yeah. Yeah, I guess they have that Midwestern-y, like, very yeah, they... girl next door kind of look. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And so they, we meet them, they're very cute, they seem very in love, and it's his birthday, and she wakes him up with a cake, and she sings a song, which is so cute. <laughs> she does, like, a whole little dance for him. Well, yeah, she sings a song about school being over, because we find out he just finished med school, and he's... They're driving across because they're States in Seattle. They say at the beginning, yeah, because he got an internship in Seattle, so they're driving across a few states to get to Seattle. So she sings that song about school's over or whatever that song was, was something about right. school is done. And yeah, it's not Alice Cooper, but it's something along those no. lines. No, it's like a fifties kind of. Yeah, it's song. very it's quaint. She's having a little dance, and yeah. they're a very attractive couple. Yes, they are very pretty. They're very pretty. Which, yeah, spells disaster for what's about to happen to them. <laughs> yes. So so as they are getting ready to, you know, drive through Nebraska, mm-hmm. we see we go back to this little town and the, the children and Job and Sarah are with Joseph. And Joseph, we, we find that Joseph and Job and Sarah are not on board with what's happening the only ones who are not on board yeah right they're terrified but they're not they don't believe that they should be doing these things right so joseph is going to try to run away to get help and he tells him i will come back for you Hmm. and so he's trying to run away when we meet joseph and he's running through the cornfield which is very creepy the cornfields are just very creepy yeah because you it's like being stuck in a maze you can't see out you can't see above right you can't even see what's coming if something's coming at you and um so as he's running through the cornfield we see someone is following him yeah and then we realize it's malachi who's fucking terrifying looking like the actor who plays malachi his name is courtney Gaines or Gaines, Courtney Gaines, and he said that he gets recognized still as an adult for this film because his look he looks so he distinctive looks, yeah, with the red with hair. Red hair, yeah. And so he he's says not that, to be um, messed with. Yeah, and he's he's very scary. Like he, he said that even his parents, when the film came out, were like very unnerved. Yeah, well, like, where does this come from? It's also funny <laughs> yeah, because like, he's like, do we need to lock though... the door? Yeah, exactly. Isaac's um, in charge, and he's like half the size of Malachi, bossing him about, mm-hmm. which is about bad... Malachi. Malachi is kind of the henchman, right? Malachi is yeah. the is the muscle of the operation. It's always a bad idea because the chances are they're going to turn on you eventually, especially when they're significantly bigger than you. Yeah, yeah it's it's not a good case. idea. Don't piss them off. <laughs> no, so so Malachi <laughs> catches up to Joseph, and sorry to bring it up again, but slits his throat. Mm-hmm. with that um uh, what do you call those a sickle life sickle yeah like sickle. Yeah, one like of those the, things like the grim reaper yeah Ugh. and as joseph keeps trying to run even though he's dying because he's bleeding out he runs into the road at the same time that vicky and bird are trying to make out a map and they run him over so this is when the stories entwine the, the and this characters. is when exactly when Before our that, it's quite significant oh, that they they turn the radio on in the car and it goes onto a channel <laughs> with like this scary preacher. 
who's like yes. shouting things and there's a whole it's quite funny because of the way they end up um mocking it because mm-hmm. it says no i can't find what it says oh yeah it says there is no room for fornicators there is right. no room for homosexuals that's yes. the room i don't want to be if there's no room for oh my god then sign me that's, out girl that's most of us out yeah what's the like, well and speaking about, of fucking scary what, religious hmm. people like they're making some states are passing laws i know against drag i saw tennessee yeah that's terrible tennessee um that's, and then you have that's real life horror that's what you're that's talking about that's, life that's, horror that's not film i don't want to live in a world without drag let's let's just start with no. that no point but also no. there's a lot of scary shit happening you know when know. laws are passing that would forbid drag like what what is happening no it's what the fuck is happening in this country it's ridiculous anyway. so we encourage the fornicators and the homosexuals and here's another thing why don't mm-hmm. we encourage the fornicating homosexuals that's that's even better <laughs> that's that the that's the party we vote for oh for sure absolutely absolutely and they the, the so, couple yes. are like mocking how ridiculous right they're laughing about how ridiculous it is yeah they they're mocking and which is obviously a nod to what we're about to fall into because mm. they a whole group of children who are taking this nonsense who are to the like extreme, also yeah like fanatical dream i mean and they they've even gone off like way off because they're not even they're like they've made up their own religion you know they've yeah, made, they've up, their made own up their own racy cult terrifying. terrifying absolutely terrifying so of course the the couple are so upset because they see this boy die yes. and obviously initially they think they it's their fault they but then they invest in, right. but then he says hang on i'm suspicious because something's not right they i mean he, he makes her stay in the car very you know mm. smartly and he's a doctor. I mean, again, so. there's some rule bending here. Whether once you've had your throat slit in a cornfield, you'd have the energy to run across the road. I don't know. I mean, I would assume that he was very close to the road. Like, he wouldn't have a lot of energy left, but he might have had enough to get out of the cornfield if he was, like, that close. But he did, when he turns him over, he realized that he his throat was slit. So, clearly... He, yeah, he was killed by by the car running him over. He was already dying, and the blood so, is fresh, right? And he finds um. So then he finds the briefcase or whatever it is that the he left case, in yeah. the mm-hmm. And then yeah, it's more like <laughs> most children don't carry briefcases around. Yeah. <laughs> and um, when they open it up, they find a corn like crucifix mm-hmm. thing, which they're like, "Oh, that's creepy." That's Plus, very creepy camping items like a compass and matches and right etc etc et they also they also you know wrap him up in a blanket and put him in the trunk of the car which for the entire movie as things are happening i'm like you have a dead body in the trunk of your car like, yeah i, I mean nobody seems to remember that but yeah because it's an awful bit a bit like a film we've only just discussed but episodes ago when she imagines the boy coming to life yes and talking so it's the same as we've just had in a pumpkin head with, i don't know if you remember that episode with ed harley, ed but, harley. Um, <laughs> but anyway similar similar situation but, yeah, and I there's read too that, many um, 
children being killed in films. We need to. We yeah, need to well, in them. horror, children are never safe in horror movies. Um, no one's going to be safe. Um, they, I read that when they filmed that moment, when Linda Hamilton goes to the, the dead body under the blanket, they told her it's just going to be a mannequin because it's way too hot to have this kid under this blanket because they wanted to get her real reaction to it. Oh. So she she leans down thinking it's a mannequin and then the actor pops up. And so her reaction was like real <laughs> reaction of that's, her being that's like evil. scared. Yeah. That's evil. I think I'd leave this up. I'd be like, that's it, I'm out. I'm done. That would <laughs> shit you up. <laughs> Can I just say, <laughs> I've made myself laugh because I've written... <laughs> Yeah, the shorthand going on with my notes is not good because I've then written that there's a garage man, which are about to meet like a mechanic guy, and uh-huh. I've then written, <laughs> yes, dog, wind, <laughs> dog, wind, and I'm sitting here thinking the dog had wind, and I realized the dog was a dog. Just... <laughs> yes, yes, there was a dog, and also there was wind. Yes. <laughs> That dog needs a little Rennie. He'll be oh. fine. <laughs> Very cute dog. Very cute dog. Oh, before we, we keep oh. going, I wanted to mention a little detail that I thought yeah. was really clever. When we see, when we first see Vicky and uh, Bert in the car, we see there's a, a book on the dashboard of the car. Mm-hmm. The book is Stephen King's Night Shift, which is a collection of short stories in which the children of the corn is. Oh, that's a clever little. It's a little, little clever. Little taste, yeah. little tidbit. That's yeah. cute. How funny! Wow. Um. Gosh. Yeah. So that that's all going on, and then meanwhile we go back to the children, who are kind of like of the corn. That yes, the children are dressed in the adults' clothing, playing Monopoly. And it's pretty scary. Like these... Jobin and Sarah. Job and Sarah go back to their home. Yeah, which they're yeah, forbidden sure. by Isaac and Malachi. They're not supposed to go back there. But we get the feeling that they go back there quite often. Yeah. And they're in their room playing Monopoly and listening to music, which all, all of which is forbidden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of it. And Malachi does, comes in and throws a knife in the middle of the Monopoly board. Like, those poor children are having a rough, a rough Right, time. and he takes them before Isaac and and so I read also that because I haven't I've never read the actual story, um, Children of the Corn, but Job and Sarah are not in the original short story. They were added for the film. Oh, OK. Because in the short story, the events happen like eight or 10 years after the children have killed all the adults. Right. So the screenwriter who was adapting the film felt if we're doing it only three years it's hard to wrap my head around that none of these children would have been like, wait a minute, I don't want this. I want my mom and dad, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so that's where they decided to create these characters of Job and Sarah, who are the kids who are like, I I don't want this. I want my mom. I want my dad. I don't, I don't want to live like this. And so they also then made Sarah have these visions, which she draws, what's going to happen so she can see the yeah. future like and so that kind of explains why Isaac keeps them around why he hasn't killed them knowing that they keep 
disobeying him. Right. Um, she because she's a, right. She's of use to him because she can see. She's kind of yeah. has a divine gift, as he calls her. Yeah, it's a babe yeah. with crayons. <laughs> right, and she, but she, her drawings yeah. are no joke. Oh, absolutely. She's like it. every single one of them. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And speaking of no joke, this is when we find out the extent of this bizarre behavior because we see Isaac in full action in the cornfield, and behind him is a huge corn crucifix. Again, very wicker manny with a skeleton on, the one that they refer to as the blue man. Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, this is this is scary. And all the children are like chanting, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And they're all waving those sickle things around them. Yeah. It's really creepy. And we, we get a little bit of the backstory of who that blue man is. Like we get, we see that it's a police uniform. That That's the blue piece of it. Um, right. And at one point, Job makes a, like tells the story of the the sheriff who was the only adult who escaped, and then he went and talked to the preacher, and then he came back to try to save the town. But then the Isaac killed him. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah so Isaac, that's the blue man. Yeah. Isaac's no joke. <laughs> do not do not mess with that. Yeah, then that this this made no me sense laugh. of humor. This made me laugh. So then the couple, the lovely, they almost, they oh, do you know who they remind me of? Um, Don't look now. You know how they were just so such a gorgeous couple. Like they yes, they're so beautiful to look at. Yeah. Do you enjoy how I'm picking up all my little references? I know. Look at you, like just I've also out. Don't look we're now. We're not there yet, but there's some back there's some Tremors references coming up. Ooh, soon, anyway, look at we'll that. Look at you. Yes. So this definitely. gave me Don't Look Now vibes because they just look so. Anyway. And um, they drive through, and I love how there's a sign that says, you are entering Gatelyn, the nicest little town in Nebraska. <laughs> and I've written on the side, we'll be the judge of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. I think we've we've also watched quite a few films where these billboard signs are very foreboding. You know, like, um, what was the one we saw recently with the meat... Uh, Jeepers Creepers with yes, the with meat the sign, the butcher <laughs> sign behind. So these yeah. billboards are often, yeah, they're usually, yes. they're usually there for a reason. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. And so when when the couple arrive, they're like, oh, something's, something's very, very wrong because they walk Something around. Something smells fishy in Cornville. Yes. Literally. And they're walking around these, it's like the abandoned city. They go into the coffee shop. It's got like rats and everything's been left and creepy. And there's corn yeah. everywhere. And it's like, what the hell is going on? The ghost town. I mean, quite frankly, I think I would have got back in that car and tried to get out as quick as possible. But <laughs> Especially because I will bring it up again. There's a dead body in the trunk. Yes. Yeah, I really do think they've forgotten about that. It's not a good idea because what would they have done if the police happened to have pulled them over? And some, how would you explain Absolutely. that? <laughs> Absolutely. Not to mention that, you know, um, mm-hmm. there's this film that I love called Tommy Boy, which one day I'll make you watch. Um, it's a comedy. And they hit that a deer and they end up putting the deer in the back seat, And then they end up going to all these business meetings. And David Spade says to Chris Farley at one point, like, do you remember that thing in the car? It's not an air <laughs> freshener. Let's move it. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so we need to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. 
So they're, they're going around and everything seems pretty terrifying because they're like, this is beyond creepy. Mm-hmm. But finally, they find the little girl is that Sarah. What's her name? Is that Sarah? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. The little, the crayon girl. Yes. So the they're fear. like, oh, okay. So there's something. Thank God there's someone here. Mm-hmm. But even then, when they find her, they're like, okay, this is weird because why is it? You know, what's happening? But they get some answers from her thank goodness and she she like lays it all out she's like well when they're like where are your parents she's like oh they're in the cornfields right so obviously they think okay they've gone to visit the cornfields but she's like that's not what i mean <laughs> it's not quite she what was i mean cryptic and like she wasn't giving them no straight up answers and um bird was getting very impatient which, just like dude, yeah like you know but she's a little girl and also, if this had actually happened, this girl would be completely scarred and traumatized. So I don't think yeah. this random man coming yeah. in, she's going to, yeah, I'm she's surprised she even knows. To, she, and she's also terrified, right? So she's trying to mm. give them answers. But also in the back of her head is like, Isaac will kill me if I say what's yeah. really happened, right? So she, she's yeah, like, she says, well, the others won't. She's like, he's scary. She's yeah. Like, she, and he says, he he's our leader. Mm-hmm. So you're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the two of them, when they're spotted, are known as the interlopers because the children are like, okay, people have entered our realm. These are strangers. Mm-hmm. These are people from another coming in. Yes. They also call him Outlander a lot. Which Outlander, like yes. They yes. use a lot of old, t- and this is the other thing that I find interesting is that it's only been three years since Isaac kind of took over, and now all these right. children speak in like old timey. I know. I'll like, save him! Yeah, you <laughs> do also bizarre. wonder how they're all literally surviving. Like, what? Who's looking after them? I guess they're living they... off porn. I don't know. <laughs> only so much of that you can take but yeah. yeah um so it's pretty horrible because poor vicky uh is taken away well so bird gets very impatient with sarah and he says okay you stay here with her i'm going to go out there and see what i can find right which again in a horror movie it's like just stay together like don't yeah. don't do that don't separate don't do it so she she stays with sarah and, and she's trying to get more information out of her and Sarah um, start like picks up a crayon and she said, do you want to draw me a picture? Draw me a picture. Mm. And she draws a picture and it's a terrifying picture. And it's a picture of, of a woman and all these people with like knives stabbing at the woman. And she's like, what is this? And she goes, it's you. Mm. So we know what's coming because we know Sarah is like 10 for 10 with her prediction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. And so, so yeah, so poor Vicky is taken away to the cornfields, and that's pretty grim. But you know, Malachi and his and it's obviously boys. all the sort of Jesus imagery. She's got mm-hmm. like a crown, like the crown of thorns, but it's the crown of corn, mm-hmm. and obviously the crucifix. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. I mean, also these children are—they're no joke. They like tie this woman to a thing. They're like like launch her up in the air i'm like my god they're hard workers these kids yeah they have been brainwashed they don't phone it in no 
And of course, poor thing, when she is launched up, the first thing she sees is the skeleton of another blue of man. The blue man she's yeah. like, oh mm-hmm. my God. It's not a good sign, obviously. Um, so, yeah. And then we meet Amos. So we have this whole... Mm-hmm. This is when things get very dark because we see there's like a and close-up. Once again, of, in the chapel, we... Like they're inside another the chapel, chapel, so another like yeah, we know that's not that's never a good sign. We're not gonna we're not watching songs of praise right now. <laughs> and um, he is like cutting himself, and then the blood is dripping into this corn cup, and it's like we find out there's this whole thing that when you reach nineteen, which I guess is like your last mm-hmm. officially, I suppose your last teenage year, but I guess you could say your mm-hmm. last year of childhood. Um that's when they're like sacrifice themselves because obviously mm-hmm. adults are not allowed but they're brainwashed them to the extent where Amos is like excited it's like yay <laughs> yeah. how exciting because he it's looks like being... significantly older than everyone else like he's right. not anywhere near yeah yeah and it's like like um being in Menudo back in the 80s Menudo was a boy band and when the boys hit puberty they were kicked out of the band I remember you telling me about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so it's the same. It's kind of like the same concept, little more. Yeah, it's the same sort of scary. Yeah. So then um, Bert walks in on this situation and is like, what the hell is going on here? Because it's so creepy that there is blood messages on the wall. There is like a list of all the nineteen-year-olds mm-hmm. when they're kid when they right they written in blood right like the year they were born the year they die. There's yeah. corn everywhere. Like it is creepy and children it sitting there like this is creepy. Very and creepy quite, imagery. Quite comforting is that, but literally, it's like, what? What's happening here? Why am I? Why am I sitting here with these children like ruling the roost? And right. this is and he's like, are you okay? Are you okay, Hans? What's happened right now? Are you and none of you what? worried about? He has no fear of them because they're kids. Well, they're kids. When yeah. he walks in, he's like confronting them and and being very like, "This is not okay." Mm. Whereas, like us as viewers are like, "Bert, you need to bring it down a notch because yeah, these because kids have got, weapons." You haven't met Malachi yet, bitch. So you right. better be careful. Be careful. <laughs> Correct. It's not. It's not going to go too well. Correct. And meanwhile, they're trying. They they've put uh vicky up on the cruci- corn crucifix and mm. now they're waiting for the other outlander to show so that they yeah, can they sacrifice them both that's the plan yeah right and they all because amos literally says this is how it's written this is you know this is mm-hmm. what we're meant to like the ritual and like um wicker man it's all like there's no questioning no one questions this correct yeah it's, this is what we do so badly brainwashed that they're like yeah mm-hmm. this is great it's woo can't wait yeah wow i mean it's a bit strange that there doesn't seem to be anyone in between the children and the 19 year old like what happened to all the 18 17s they all i don't know yeah like it's it's a i guess maybe that's who was in the town like that's the age group that were there there doesn't seem to be many survivors yeah um so then while this is happening over there in the cornfield there's a coup that happens yeah. When Malachi has had enough of Isaac's shit. Bullshit. Yeah. And he goes, wait a minute, I'm way bigger than you. So shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. It's about time he realized it. We're gonna do it my way. And so 
Malachi says, take her down, take Vicky down, and put this little asshole up there. Yeah. So they take her down and they put um Isaac up on the yeah on the cross thing. Not that he's he's still not very nice to Vicky, but still at least she's taken her off the cross. Right. And then he takes her into the street to try to find Bird by making her scream. The bit where he cuts her cheek again yes. made me sick. I was like, Aah. but yeah, there's a there's, like you say, there's some changes now because they're like, mm-hmm. we're not standing for this. Um, there's a funny bit as well when when Bert's with the children on the good side of things, when he says something about communists, and he's like, I don't think communists is what you need to worry about right now. Oh, because they like... take Sarah and Job take him. <laughs> I guess their dad was a doomsday prepper, um, and he had this like hidden room for when the communists like took panic over. room or whatever, yeah. Yeah, and, and he's like, nobody knows we're here. Our dad um, made this room for when the communists take over. Mm. First, like, Kid, I don't think yeah. the communists don't worry about that. What you need to be worried about right now. Now I've seen so many horror films now <laughs> that even though I knew that boy was good, there was a part of me that went, "Can he be trusted? Like, is it a good idea to go down there?" Because what happened in Wicker Man? That girl you thought was true, and then right. so I was like, Ooh, "You were waiting for we were that up. plot twist." I was waiting. Um, now this is where the. This is, do you think maybe we need a little break? I think we've still got a bit to talk about. Should we have a little? Yeah, we can take a little break and Just then a little, come back. It's a shame to, to the, rush. We, we, the yeah. conclusion. All right, We're let's take a little quite, break. I haven't finished my corn yet. I've got a bit more to show. <laughs> okay, let's take a little break and come back then. <laughs> okay. We'll be back. Bye. We're back. Let's have some more corn. <laughs> let's have some more corn please i've got some more corn in my cup get that I corn away this, from my face i follow um this parrot this african gray parrot that likes to offer up corn a lot it's like corn you want some corn <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like i got a parrot <laughs> yeah freaking hilarious so uh, just before hilarious. we left y'all or at least our listener, picture it. Mm-hmm. This is, <laughs> this is, picture it. Middle of nowhere, Nebraska. <laughs> Nebraska, 1988, 1984. Yeah. Things of Bugsy Malone on acid, remember? Yeah. And this, the sexy couple have come in and are trying to survive these crazy and children. Devil children. Yes. Yes. They and they are the interlopers, the outlanders. Yes. So poor old um Vicky. Vicky, yes. Vicky, yes. Vicky mm-hmm. has now been she's been taken off the crucifix, so that's something. But she's been dragged through <laughs> town by that bitch Malachi. And Malachi. They wanted they want him to come out. They want Bert to come mm-hmm. out so they can capture him next. Um, but he can't hear because he's down in the communist panic room thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the only way to get her to scream, he literally knifes, like cuts her face. So obviously mm-hmm. she screams, which I think is just, <laughs> it's pretty grim. So it's strange because to begin with, when I thought he, he rebels against Isaac, but yet he still, he still was determined to get them. Yeah, like, like for a moment not... there, you think, okay, maybe Malachi yeah. is going to say we're not killing any more people, but then you realize, oh, this is a little psychopath. He just yeah. wants to kill the people his way. 
not yeah, Isaac. Yeah, he wants to be. Well, I mean, he's sick of of this little Isaac giving him grief. Right, running the, the show. Yeah. Because what we kind of skirted over was that Isaac causes a lot, like he does a lot of shouting and he does a lot of mm-hmm. like, I'm warning you if you don't, because he says to Malachi at one point, get on your knees and beg for forgiveness. And Malachi's right. like, please. Right, because Isaac is the only one who can speak to this porn god. Yeah, so which we think he's power. probably, I assumed it was all being made up, but then we find right. out soon that in mm-hmm. this world, he actually is talking to some... Right, there is some creature cubia. monster there is thing, some, yeah. Is to begin with, when we saw the shot of Amos' chest, because it hadn't zoomed mm-hmm. out, I was like, oh, okay, so this is the leader. I thought that was going to be the uh... one adult. That's what I assumed, but then I was like, "Oh, okay, no, he's only nineteen. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not him either." But I, I felt like that's probably what they wanted you to think in that shot because you're like, "Hang on," but yeah, and Isaac's doing a lot of like, "You better repent. You don't know what's going to come to you. You've made the biggest mistake." Dum de dum de dum. But they still launch him up on a corn crucifix. They sure so, do. They sure. <laughs> they sure do. And yeah, it's pretty scary because they're just rounded up constantly. Like when Bert does appear, they just they're all running around with knives and sickles and whatever they are, and he has a mm-hmm. tough job on his hands. He does because it's like, how do you get out of this um and protect yeah. your girlfriend and protect the two little kids? Yeah. How do you? And also, I hate I hate to continue to harp on this. There is a dead body in the trunk of their car. I think that's the least of their troubles right now. But yeah, that's still not good. Yeah, but there, but there's some other shit going on. Quite, quite terrifying. Um. Yeah. So they're all shouting, "Outlander, get them, get them, get them!" And um. Meanwhile, we're now starting to see this is the Tremors reference I had because we're starting to see something under the ground moving fast, making mm-hmm. the ground like bubble up as it goes. And we're mm-hmm. like, what the hell is what's happening? There's some sort of creature racing very fast, like they did in Tremors. Like in Tremors, yeah. Mm-hmm. That we just need Reba McIntyre to come along with her gun and we'll be fine. With her arsenal of weapons, yes. Yeah, we'd be absolutely fine. And it um, seems like in this in the story, the corn monster is mm. described as being this huge creature. It was a green creature with red eyes. However, in the film, they didn't have the budget to create yeah, a gigantic green creature. I was expecting we were going to meet this creature, actually. Yeah, and it, 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 I, in an ideal world with bigger budget, we might have. But right. what they decided to do for uh, just money's sake is to then make this creature just be able to control, you know, the weather and the and right. just be kind of a force, you know, like we see it on the yeah, ground just, and then we see yeah. it with the wind and we see it. In, in those no. ways, you know, but not, uh, it doesn't materialize as a monster at any no. point. And this is when you know it's the 80s because the, the effect yeah. that comes up is like, um, yes. what am I watching right now? It's like, it looks like a, like an old Atari video game. Yeah. Yeah. It, or like a music video or something. It's like an yeah. aha music video. I'm like, what's <laughs> happening? And like this trend. I don't know. I thing. think aha had better technology no, they had a better budget did. they had good videos yeah. actually 
but the bubbling this creature when it arrives at the crucifix comes up mm-hmm. as a sort of strange computer effect which was very odd very, very weird odd. yeah and yeah like, and it kind of takes um like this red staticky video game effect gets all over isaac and then mm-hmm. we see the whole crucifix like shoot up in the air like a rocket yeah um and then we assume he's dead Yes, it looks like he would be. So we think he's. We think we don't have to worry about him anymore. Right. And then, like, poor Bert is in the middle of all this crap going on. They're all around him, and he's trying to like reason. He's like, who in their right mind follows this mm-hmm. so-called God who would allow you or encourage you to kill your parents? Right. And like live like this. What is like? What's happening right now? Are you all completely? <laughs> Yeah, he tells him yeah. no. Any religion that tells you to kill your parents is wrong. It's not, it's not the one. Yeah, exactly. But they're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and they keep coming for him. Um, and eventually, when well, they do stab, do they stab him? Well, he gets stabbed at one point. I feel. Well, he gets stabbed in the in the chapel. Oh, that's Rachel. Uh, hey, Rachel. There's a Rachel in this movie. She's hey, never nice. Rachel. Yeah. She's not beautiful and nice like our Rachel. She's very no. nasty. She yeah, she nasty. she stabs him in the church, and then he that he runs away, and he's hurt, right. but he you know he can manage. Yeah, in the um, chapel. Yeah, yeah. And then I think this is when he manages to run away and is hiding with Sarah and Job. Um, this is when Job tells him about the blue man being the sheriff and how he had figured out there was a way when he talked to the preacher, and, but then they killed him and he, you know, so they're trying to figure out what what could have been the plan. And yeah. then they realize that it's setting the whole cornfield on fire. Yeah. And so now they're trying to figure out how do we set the whole cornfield on fire? But before, before that, Isaac comes back. Yes. As he's got, they've put some spray, they've, they've sprayed his hair gray. Yes. Again, very low budget. Um, <laughs> the actor who plays Malachi says that that is the part that really bugs him because Isaac was supposed to look really a lot scarier when he comes back. Right. He said, like, in the script, it said that he was, you know, um, hard skeletal. Um, and then mm-hmm he would kill Malachi in a very graphic way. Right. But they didn't have the money. <laughs> so he said yeah, that yeah. he remembers the producer telling the director, you no, you just have to kill Malachi off camera. Just like take Yeah, him. just you yeah. he just comes on with like a different voice basically like a yeah, like we don't have money. <laughs> yeah, and he's got like a couple of little it's like pale with a couple of yeah. little cuts and grey hair. Grey hair means he's been through the mill, obviously. Correct. Yes. Um, yeah. So he and he comes for um comes for Malik Malachi and grabs him by the throat. And I think that's that's Malachi gone. <laughs> right. And again, his death was supposed to be a lot more graphic, but they didn't have the money. So poor Malachi got robbed of his big death. I'm okay. I'm okay with uh, like uh, the least amount of deaths. I'm guessing based on how many sequels there have been, that this kind of thing has improved with the later ones, I'm guessing. The, the effects have gone up. By the way, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the film Racing Arizona, and if not, we're going to put that in our jams that we're making each other watch. Okay. It's a Coen Brother film, but 
Um, Frances McDormand plays a secondary character. She's not the lead, but she she has these kids who are feral, and one of the kids' name is Malachi. So she's constantly yelling. Oh, really? But I hear in my head every time I hear the yeah, name Malachi. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's going to put me off that name now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so um, so this is the bit you're about to say about the fire. Right, so they, they're figuring out, and then he realizes there's all these um, tanks of gas. And so he's trying to connect all of that gas to the sprinkler system across the the cornfield mm-hmm. to set fire to all of it fast. And so they're trying to find the right thing to connect. And mm-hmm. so they connect it. And then he tells Joe to go find him like a, a bottle, a glass bottle so mm-hmm. that um, they can get gasoline in it and, you know, use it as a, the igniter. Right. So it's a lot of running around while this thing underground is like, you can see it getting closer to them. And then I guess we see this like, like, a, like an animated uh, cloud of smoke yeah. that's rising and that kind of has like a face overimposed on it. It's very, very low it's, budget. Yes, very low budget. And uh, and so he gets, he we see that the, the gas is being sprayed all over. So he gets the glass bottle and puts the rag in it and throws it but he doesn't throw it far enough and so we see little Joby take off to to get the bottle he's like no no like come back and he comes back but and I love this kid got very sassy towards the end because then Joe <laughs> comes back with the bottle gives it to him and goes throw it again throw it better this time <laughs> He's had it officially. He's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, he's had enough now. And so he throws it better and it sets the whole thing on fire and we see the monster, I guess. We yeah. hear this the weird monster like shrieks as the monster is burning and and so they're um, running. Now the four yeah. of them are running away from right. the cornfield. And my others, my second favorite line coming from Joby is as they're running, he says, and I and I quote, he "Is say? he dead?" And says, "Yes." And then Joby goes, "Then why are we still running?" <laughs> That's a really good point. That's a great line. Joby was on fire at the end. He yeah, was he's so happy now. I love that. He's like, "What's happening?" So does that mean that all the children have also gone up with this thing as well then, I'm assuming? I guess that's what we assume. Yeah. Given that um, there's a plenty. So this film has more sequels than any other Stephen King adaptation has ever had. It has eight sequels. If you count the first one, there's nine in total. Plus, there was one remake of the original one in 2009 and... There's a new adaptation of the story that just came out this week. What? That's hilarious. Oh my god. Have you yes. have you engaged? In I haven't seen it yet because it came out. Um it came out today, actually, on the 3rd of March 2023, whenever 
our listeners listening to this. Yeah, you're good. You're probably so, it's probably the summer by the time you're hearing this, but let's not. Focus. Correct. So it is. It is. It's out today. The new adapt. It's a new adaptation of the of the original story, with probably big effects. So I'm thinking probably much better effects. Maybe we get we get to see the monster in this new one. Yeah, maybe. Am I tempted? Although, no. Although I, I would be surprised if they can find a kid scarier than the actor who plays Malachi. Yeah, no, I agree. He's that that kid and was born to play a villain. Isaac's scary as well. They're both. They're Isaac both. To be fair, they do well. they do fit the bill because they're both pretty creepy. They were so well cast. Yeah, that image that's on the poster on Prime anyway of him with the hat looking through that window is scary. Yeah, like, there's something really haunt chilling about that. Yeah. So the the end of the film. Um, well, couple. we get a we get another jump scare before it's all over. We get remember. exactly we get another jump scare because they're getting back in the car. Well, before that, they kind of basically say like they're gonna look up. They're more or less saying they're gonna adopt the children, basically. Right, which is a very cute moment because they're cute. kind of playing with them, going like, "Well, maybe would you guys like to stay with us for a couple of days?" And the yeah. kids are laughing and giggling, going like, "Yeah," and then. And then Vicky's like, well, what about a week? And Bert's like, yeah. no, that's too long. That's too long. And they're yeah. all like giggling and laughing. And it's very sweet. I think we get the impression they're going to stay. I Correct. mean, yes. they have, they, they're they not have some obligation. Yeah. The only survivors. Yeah. yeah. And then just when you think everything's okay, Vicky gets in the car and that. No, girl... not Vicky. Bert. Was it not Vicky? It was Bert. Oh, Bert's in the car. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And uh, and the girl pops up, Rachel. Rachel, yeah, terrifying. Mm-hmm. Just when you think it's over, just when you think it's, it's over, Rachel yeah. comes up from the back seat with one of those curvy things, again, sickles yeah. or whatever you call them. Yeah, and tries to kill him, and then he he jumps out of the car, and with the car door, like she's jumping after him, and he slams her in the face. And then he's like, she's out cold. Uh, what what should we do? And then Vicky goes, we'll send her a get better postcard from Seattle. Keep yeah, on well, walking. Exactly. She's Because there's already a dead body in the boot. He's like, we're done. I mean, we're moving away. We're walking. Goodbye. They've also potentially just blown up like a whole village of children. So I An mean, entire I don't think they need to be too concerned considering that they, it doesn't seem to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. But then the alternative was that they were about to get killed. So I guess I, right. it wasn't. Um, I mean, yeah. it, it leaves it as, at a happy ending with their they're off walking yeah. to the next town together. With as the happy kids. as it can be. Right. I mean, whether, well, yeah. happier than the real ending, which in which they're both get crucified and died and their eyes are cut out. So what? that's the real ending. And they for the film, they wanted to leave it on a happier note. No, that's too much. That's horrible. Stephen King, what is going on there? Why would you write that? That's nasty. Um, okay, wow. I'm glad they didn't do that. And that is the children of the corn. So that was very interesting. I would... I think it's super scary. I think that concept is really chilling. Interesting. That you find that one scary. I thought that one would I be mean, like really I don't mean scary, scary like I was fine. But I think that concept is so, it's clever because it's so yeah. creepy. 
Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's it's the the loss of control that all these children have taken over, and I also find anything the whole crucifix thing really freaks me out. It's too much. It's really it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, monster wise, it's not scary because we don't actually meet. We don't even see the monster, but yeah, and I think there's something. There's quite a few films. Um, we'll revisit this when we get to Pet Cemetery where people are put in that position of harming a child to save themselves. And that's a really tough thing to, I can't imagine having to make that decision, right? Like this kid is going to kill me unless I yeah. kill this, but it's still a child you're killing, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, so, yeah. so I think that's- literally the whole town of children being like that, then really- Yeah, I think it makes it like harder to imagine having to hurt a child, you know? Yeah, exactly. Even if it's an evil child. Yeah. So I guess maybe a five or six just because of that side of it, not so much the actual. And also, I just really, I'm sorry, but I'm never going to get used to like throats just being cut and slit. And it's just, ugh. <laughs> but luckily, I did notice when the blood arrived on the suitcase in the corn, it really didn't even, it looked like paint. It didn't it even. It was look, very red. Yeah, it was like super like that wasn't, It wasn't even ketchup it was really yeah <laughs> so i was like okay that's fine so yes. yeah right well whew, what um what's next so our next episode is yet another big franchise uh film mm-hmm. and we're watching the first one that launched them all and it is final destination oh boy which is a very interesting concept as well it's 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 different it's different from any other horror movie because there's no monster there's no killer um okay the villain of it is is literal death and what do you do how do you you know outrun it's lighthearted a lighthearted one oh yeah very but it's also another one like a lot of these franchise movies are just i call them just like you know popcorn movie theater where the fun of it is to be in a movie theater full of people where everybody kind of jumps at the same time and has the same reaction and then it just becomes really fun and it's like like riding a roller coaster right with other people and you get to share in that so it's it's those like they don't stick with you you know these are not movies that are going to give you nightmares they're just fun little roller coaster rides i'll be the judge of that (laughs) <laughs> well, the nightmares will come when we when we get to some other ones, but these are not really the ones that are going to stick to you. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> well, you'll tell me I've, all about your Malachi and Isaac dreams. I've heard you say this before. Uh, okay, right. Well, how do we end this one? I don't even know. I don't even know how to. You no, know, we don't have we don't have uh, Ed Harley in this. No, one. there's no Ed Harley. There's. Um, I'll just say, perhaps I'll say, send me a postcard from Seattle. <laughs> there you go. And with that, listener, yes. bye. Fare thee well. Bye. <laughs>